Wherever you are, around the world, welcome to Stones Live, a Maidstone United supporters station. All the goals. Stones in action on Stones Live with Simon Miller and Company, the Stones' preferred estate agent. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to Portman Road. This is Stones Live and we are broadcasting live from Ipswich Town FC for the FA Cup fourth round tie with Maidstone United, a historic occasion for Maidstone. They've never played at this stage of this competition before. And today we'll be bringing you full commentary from Portman Road. My name is Fred Atkins and my co-commentator and producer today is Nigel Seeger. And uh, Nigel, before we do anything else, I think we ought to go through the teams before uh, kick-off here. Yeah, we'll just uh, go through the teams. So we'll start with the home team today, Ipswich Town in goal. We have number one, Christian Walton. Number four, George Edmondson. And number five, their returning captain is Sam Morsey. Number 12 is Dominic Ball. Number 14 is Jack Taylor. Number 20, Amari Hutchinson. Number 21, Jeremy Sentimento. Number 23, Son Luco. Number 30, Cameron Humphrey. Number 33, Nathan Broadbent. And number 40, Axel Zembe. And on the substitute bench, we have number 13, Kieran Zitter. Number 2, Harry Clark. Number 3, Lee Davis. Number six, Luke Waterdeen. Number seven, Wes Burns. Number ten, Connor Chaplin. Number eleven, Marcus Harness. Number twenty-eight, Lewis Travis. And number fifty-one, Gerard Ubo. And the manager is Kieran McKenna. And for your stones, you see, uh, this afternoon, uh, we've got number one in goal, Lucas Cobbland. Number two, and captain, Gavin Hoyt. Number five, George Fowler. Number six, Paul Lapire. Number seven, Jacob Berkeley Adjapon. Number eight, Sam Corn. Number nine, Manny Duku. Number ten, Damara Reynolds. Number fourteen, Harry Tipliano. Number fourteen, Sam Bone. Number sixteen, Liam Soul. And your substitute are number twelve, Barley Earl. Number three, Chee Edwin. Number four, Reese Greenwich. Number thirteen, Riley Court. Number seventeen, Sam Smith. Number eighteen, Chris Durham. And number nineteen, Terry Anandolo. Uh, of course, Maytown manager George Lacobi and your referee this afternoon is Anthony Taylor with the assistance of Wade Smith and Alex James and the fourth official is Tom Neal. OK, we are a couple of minutes away from kick-off here and we're just waiting for the players to assemble to do their pre-game huddle. We are told it's apparently a very strong Ipswich side here today. So, uh, really under any illusions as to how difficult this is going to be for Maidstone if they are going to get anything out of this tie. I think it would be a major 
major achievement if Maystone managed to take this to a replay. And uh, we are just looking at the Maystone players doing their pre-game level there. Six players going through their final warm-up. Absolutely deafening Tannoy system here at Portman Road. And we are, I think it's fair to say, Nigel, we're quite a long way up compared to where we're usually watching Maidstone from. We are right up in the gods here at Portman Road. Yeah, it's quite uh, surreal, really. I mean, I said didn't we before the, the commentary, all those fans are disappointed about the time we didn't get one of the so-called Glamour Cubs. This is our Wembley. This is, you know, uh, a playing surface that's immaculate, you know, well pressed all around us. And it's really put Maystone on, on the map, really. And it's, you know, it's, it's just good to see. I'm just going through that team sheet there and reading out some of their names, you know. From the captain, Marcus Hardis, you know, all on the bench, you know, that they're very strong. The referee today is Andrew Taylor, who's refereed cup finals, the Nations League finals, the Europa League finals, you know, very, you know, experienced um, set of officials we've got today. So, yeah, as, as Fred said there, it's, you know, it would be a major achievement and it's just something that players, staff, and everyone's got a, a fan delight and just got to enjoy, haven't they? Well, we are about to get underway here. It's going to be Ipswich Town who kick off with Sonny Aluko, the player who's going to get us in the way. Ipswich are attacking left to right from our commentary position here at Portman Road. Wearing their famous blue and white colours, Maidstone as ever are in amber and black this afternoon. And we are underway here at Ipswich Town for the fourth round of the FA Cup for the first time ever. Maidstone United playing at this stage of the most famous cup competition in the world. And uh, Ipswich, it is in possession to uh, get us underway here. Ball is chipped forward in the direction of Aluko. And it's intercepted by Sam Corn. Good for him to get an early touch. And George Fowler, who is uh, on Ipswich's books as a youngster, plays it into Gavin Hoyt. It's cleared downfield in the direction of the Maidstone number 16, Liam Soule. And now Ipswich have possession in midfield. And they're trying to break down the right-hand side. And it's the number 12, Dominic Ball, coming inside. Playing it square to the number 40, Alex Tuazenby. To Ball. Ball in possession for Ipswich. Happy just to uh, stroke it around on the halfway line at the moment. Now trying to build something on the left-hand side. So Sol is the player marking the Ipswich attacker. The ball is played back towards George Edmondson. And Edmondson will spray it out wide. Ipswich looking to put a cross in here. And uh, Sol is the uh, defender again. Ball is played back to George Edmondson. Edmondson plays it back to Tuanzebe. And Tuanzebe will play it out wide to the number 20, Amari Hutchinson. Hutchinson back to Ball. Lots of possession here for uh, Ipswich Town in the first minute, as you would probably expect. It's a championship side at near full strength this afternoon. And uh, Ball plays it inside. Nice bit of intricate footwork there by uh, Ipswich. Just knocking it around on the right-hand side of midfield. Cross goes into the area. Could be at the far post. It's knocked back into the area. There's a chance for Ipswich. It's going to go out for a Mason goal kick. It's a ricochet off a uh, Ipswich attacker, I believe. Was it Nathan Broadhead who got the final touch there? Yeah, Nigel? Like it. It just ricocheted off of George Fowler there. Just put his body on the line there on the goal line. Uh, just a bit of shade off the ball bit. Yeah, so, just a, so that was a half chance there for uh, yeah, Ipswich? Yeah, only a half chance, I think. 
did the cross field pass there, got the ball in early. Certainly a lot of intent from Ipswich this early. Norris was trying to assert their authority on Maystone. Yeah, there's a flicked header on by Duku, but it goes straight to a blue shirt, and it's uh, Tuan Zebe who will spread out wide to Hutchinson. He's closed down by Harry Cipriano. Lamar Reynolds is the Maystone player nearest to the ball, and it's ball for Ipswich who uh, brings it out to the left hand side. Ball now spreads it out wide again on the left hand side of uh, midfield. It's uh, forward to Sarmiento, the number 21 for Ipswich Town. Bit of trickery for him, he puts the cross in. Chested down in the area, could be cleared this, should be cleared by Barkley Agapol. With a cry of shoot from the Ipswich faithful. It's to Hutchinson on the edge of the area, played into the box, but cleared. And it's uh, Reynolds who tries to come away with it. Reynolds is claiming that he's fouled, but he's uh, waved away by Anthony Taylor. And Ipswich have possession on the halfway line with the number five, Sam Morsey, their captain, who is apparently back after a long spell out with injury for Ipswich Town. Ball now right to Hutchinson. The ball is back with Ball. It's a dominant ball, the Ipswich Town number 12. Plays it back to Morsey. Morsey to Tuanzebe. Back to Morsey. 11 amber shirts behind the ball at the moment as you'd probably expect ball is chipped into the area Gavin Hoyt is a defender nearest to it and Sam Horn will hack it clear Sol will try and chase after it but it's closed down by Ipswich four minutes navigated so far for Maidstone 86 to go <laughs> yeah if you show what they're all about they're very much a possession based side like to keep the ball look probe and look for that opening Ipswich attacking again, could be a chance here, there's a shot, it's hit the post, could be a chance for Hutchinson with a follow-up and Cumberland saved it. It was Hutchinson who had the follow-up there, Cumberland great reaction stop after Ipswich had initially hit the post. So Maidstone already riding their luck here at Portman Road. Yeah, they're both just trying to urge Maidstone out, just trying to get him upfield but it's it's an interception by Korn but uh, the difference you see at this level is very little time to do anything there's no margin for error here it's just a fraction of a second of difference in the speed of thought and execution between these players and non-league players but it makes all the difference when they come up against each other and here you go Ipswich again nice little intricate play on the edge of the area there's a cross in towards the uh, six yard area Mason we're going to get that clear of a combination of Barkley Agapong and Sam Korn but it's a uh, only cleared as far as Hutchinson on the edge of the area. Ipswich attacking again with Morsi. Morsi crossing towards the left-hand side of the area. And this time it is picked up by Gavin Hoyt. And Sol has got the chance to just whack that one downfield looking for Duku. Duku won't get there, but he'll go out of play for a uh, throw-in to Maidstone. And there's a huge cheer from the... <laughs> 4,000 fans on that far side. I think they're relieved as much as anything, Nigel. Just because they got over the halfway line there with that, that throw-in. Yeah, uh, I know it's very early at the moment to say it, but it does seem like it could uh, potentially be quite a long afternoon for Maidstone's players. Ipswich have hit the post already here. So Paula Pyre comes out to put the ball to Carrie Cipriano, to Reynolds. Reynolds will try and flick that on, but it's intercepted by Ball for Ipswich. And it's now picked up by George Edmondson. Edmondson striding forward towards the halfway line. Plays it into Sarmiento. And Sarmiento is really well there. Just uh, 
tricking his way past Sam Corn, plays it out to the left flank. Back inside to Morsi. Morsi looking for an option, finds Ball. Ball will play it out wide to Hutchinson. Hutchinson, two Mason defenders in front of him, tries to uh, play a quick one too, and Kipriano will see that out play for a goal kick to Maidstone. Every goal kick's being cheered at the <laughs> moment, Nigel. Yeah. Well, it cheers from the Ipswich fans there behind the goal, but um, yeah, like you say, it's just that, that little speed of thought, even just that passage of play there, it's just that first touch, the ball's dead, you know I mean? Maidstone not doing a lot wrong, they're keeping tight to their man, it's just, like you say, that extra half second of speed of thought and you, you know, a player's oncoming, whereas at our level you wouldn't get that, would you? You know, either they'd either take a bad touch and you can just recover and clear the ball, but there's just nothing. The other thing to say, to put this into some sort of historical perspective, it's probably the biggest gap in terms of class Maidstone have ever had to uh, come up against. When they previously got to this stage, they were uh, either in the National League or the Southern League, uh, which at the time was the, the next step below the Football League. Right, yeah. So, for example, when they played Watford, Mason were one of the best sides in the conference in the National League at the time. So it wasn't quite the uh, golfing class that you have here today as Hutchinson breaks down the right-hand side with Kipriano in front of him. He's gone past Kipriano. Bone tries to help him out. Hutchinson will shoot, and it's hit the post again. Deflected off Sam Korn, but Danger hasn't passed. It's a shot here, and it's going to go wide. And it's going to be a goal kick to Maidstone. The shot was deflected off Sam Corn. It very nearly ended up in the back of the Maidstone net there. Yeah, that would have been unfortunate, wouldn't it? I mean, we said about the class, but you wouldn't want it to be sort of like a mistake from... Well, it wasn't really a mistake. He just tried to get his body between the ball. But, yeah. you know, you, you wouldn't want it to be a, like a good goal or something that opens the score in and not sort of an individual error by a player. Absolutely. So Ipswich have hit the post twice in the opening eight minutes here, but the score remains nil-nil. Ipswich Town nil, Maidstone United nil. And uh, it's a free kick for Maidstone, is there? I thought there was a uh, high foot from uh, Sarmiento against Garin Hoy. I don't know whether he's given a free kick or a throw in here. He has given a free kick. And uh, Sam Corner's taken that quickly, and I think, in hindsight, you'll rather wish that he hadn't done as... Uh, players weren't on the same wavelength there and that was an early chance to to load the box there yeah, Nigel. exactly I mean we're not getting a lot of the ball so when we do get it we've just got to take our time and just try and pick the right pass yeah try and rush it like we did there I see what he was trying to do yeah. but uh, I think in hindsight he probably wishes he'd just loaded the box there as it was which played down the left hand side again they're having quite a lot of joy on that flank but Sam Bone intercepts the ball will break for the Ipswich number 23 Aluko and it's chipped into the area but it's easy for Lucas Coverland to deal with in the end. Coverland bounces it once, walks to the edge of his area, thinks about rolling it out to Kipriano, but decides that Hutchinson was lurking with intent there and instead decides to whack it downfield in the direction of Seoul. And uh, the ball will bounce out of play for an Ipswich Town throw in. Just a, a brief delay here while there were temporarily two balls in play. So the throw-in is taken by Nathan Broadhead, who has already looked very lively so far on that left-hand side. Giving uh, Gavin Hoyt a run for his money here. And here's Hutchinson on the... Aluko will knock that one forward. It's uh, spun towards Aluko after a quick one-two. There's a great ball and it should be 1-0 here to Ipswich and a great save by Kovalan. 
another great save this time with his feet Ipswich carved Maidstone open there Kovalan has bailed him out again but the danger hasn't passed it's uh, knocked into the area it's the number 21 Sarmiento who's been very lively so far it's temporarily cleared by Maidstone Reynolds tries to clear it and Duku is fouled so Maidstone can breathe again temporarily here 10 minutes gone it's the first landmark I feel it's almost like a feels almost like a test match when yeah, you're trying to yeah. save the game and you've yeah. got to try and face out 600 overs or something and uh, we've got the first 10 out of the way but there's quite a long way to go here yeah not without instant but it's 10 minutes on the clock so free kick is taken forward uh, Duku is the target but the header is won by Ipswich Apaya will head that one forward he was aiming for Sol and Sol has done well there to get to on the ball side of his man Sol with a chance to put a cross in thinks about it for a second decides to check back and play to Sam Corner now for the first time Mason have got a chance to just string a couple of passes together Kipriano picks it up on the left hand side knocks that one forward looking for Barkley Agipong it might fall for Duku here and uh, Duku just at uh, slightly cross purposes there headed out for an Ipswich Town throw first chance we've really seen from Maidstone to actually just string six passes together there Nigel yeah just uh, broke down there with Duku just couldn't uh, find another Maidstone shirt but you, should, you know you just wonder with the Ipswich you know that missing that chance they should have scored that chance there just on the 10 minute mark you know like you say it's little wins there you know that gets in the psyche of the with the players as well you know is it going to be another day you know these chances that we're creating yeah that's been the sort of thing that probably does weigh on a player's mind when he's missed a, an easy early chance it was uh, Broadhead who was the player he was through on goal just a few moments ago and Kovalan saved with his feet there's a bit of a delay here while um, Maidstone take this throw in so I think Anthony Taylor wasn't particularly happy with where Kipriano was taking the throw from he throws it forward to Duku gets it to Reynolds Reynolds will do well to keep that in he has kept it in and now Barkley Agipong will break down the left hand side first chance for him to get forward he chucks it into the area looking for Reynolds doesn't quite manage to find him and now Ipswich emerge with possession with uh, the number 14 Jack Taylor playing it out wide to Cameron Humphreys Humphreys plays it inside to Taylor and Taylor now striding into opposition territory but uh, intercepted by Liam Soule ball goes out of play for an Ipswich throwing just inside Ipswich inside Maidstone territory I should say Dominic Ball now on the right hand side of midfield for Ipswich Town holds that one forward and uh, well defended there by Paul Apaya Maidstone number six good strong piece of defending by the loan signing from Leicester City there as the ball bounces in Maidstone territory it's picked up by Taylor takes the ball off the feet of Humphreys who might have been better placed there goes forward to Aluko lovely little turn from him to get past Sam Bone plays it wide to Hutchinson Hutchinson has got Kipriano in front of him back to Aluko Aluko on the edge of the area trying to carve out a bit of room for a shot plays it out wide to Ball Ball plays it back to Hutchinson Hutchinson is going to shoot here and it's a great sprawling save by Lucas Kovalan it's going to go out for an Ipswich corner yeah, definitely wants to highlight it all there to look at that. Uh, Lucas Cobbler at full stretch there, just turned that ball away out. Big, good, strong hands, just turned the ball away. Well, we knew Lucas Cobbler was going to have to have a good day if Mason were going to get anything out of this afternoon. And he's already made two 
very impressive saves from shots on target. It's uh, Maystone have got a corner to defend here. Looks like it's going to be Humphreys who takes it. Just a bit, uh, bit of handbaggery going on on the penalty spot there. Maidstone have looked rickety at set pieces sometimes this season. Conceded uh, a goal from a corner on Tuesday night in that one-all draw against Braintree. When I think it's fair to say that most minds were already looking ahead to this game. So here comes the corner for Ipswich, taken towards the near post and headed over the bar by uh, George Edmondson, I believe it was, who got the final touch. The ball boys rapidly getting the ball back to Lucas Covalan, who is wearing a Dayglow orange kit today. The opposite number, Christian Walton, is wearing all green. I don't think we mentioned Walton's name yet so far. No, he hasn't. Even touched the ball yet, yeah, I don't think, has he? But I don't believe he has. The ball has gone back into that area, but uh, Walton hasn't actually needed to either make a save or pick the ball up at this point as Apoya heads the ball up into the air. Kipriana challenges with Hutchinson, and the ball is knocked forward, but there's no Maidstone player there, and Ipswich will come away with possession once again. The number five, Sam Morsi, playing it to Aluko. Aluko will knock it out wide to Hutchinson. Hutchinson inside to Sarmiento Sarmiento will knock it back to Hutchinson Hutchinson's surely going to shoot again is he? No he delays plays it back to Sarmiento Sarmiento toying with Sam Corn here for a second crosses towards the far post and uh, the target is Cameron Humphreys Humphreys is being forced backwards by Liam Sowell could be a shooting chance here for Ipswich long range shot and uh, goes just wide Kovalan makes another save not the most convincing of stops there from Kovalan, but he did just enough to turn it around the post, Nigel. Yeah, doing what he needs to do. Protecting that goal. So 16 minutes gone here so far. Ipswich Town nil, Maidstone nil. It has been all Ipswich, as you would expect. And they have a corner here, which is going to be taken by Jeremy Sarmiento, who is a no one of a number of Ipswich players to look very, very lively so far here Sarmiento going to take a right footed corner goes towards the far post this time and he's overhit that one and an ironic cheer goes up from the four and a half thousand Maystone fans in the Cobbold stand opposite us here yep Sarmiento saved lively this first uh, 16 17 minutes uh, I think he scored on uh, Monday evening in the game away at Leicester so a player that's full of confidence. Yeah, it's a very late equaliser from uh, what I understand. Ipswich were losing, I think, 1 0 to Leicester. And, uh, they are obviously challenging, very strongly fancied to go up this year, Ipswich Town. So, of course, they have been a Premier League side, a fairly recent living memory here. It's, uh, it's a flicked header. It might fall for Reynolds here. Reynolds for Maidstone. So managed to get a touch on that to Barclay Agapong and Barclay Agapong is just crowded out by Tu and Zebe there and so that's the closest Maidstone have come to uh, creating an attack so far and it's uh, committing numbers forward here as uh, Morsi brings the ball out of defence as we were saying earlier Morsi is uh, back in the Ipswich Town lineup this afternoon having been injured for uh, some time according to uh, the local media at home so uh, they're obviously delighted to see him getting a run out good tackle there by Kipriano to put the ball out for a throw-in for Maidstone. So 
for a three and four Ipswich which is taken by a ball to Nzebe picks it up to Nzebe again knocking it out wide to Edmondson Edmondson now striding into Maidstone territory looking for Cameron Humphreys on the left hand side Cameron Humphreys plays it inside to Morsi back to Tuan Zebe Tuan Zebe out wide to Hutchinson Hutchinson rolls it in for Aluko is onside on the edge of the area he's got a pyre in front of him he crosses into the area it's going to be headed out by Sol initially but the ball is being recycled by Cameron Humphreys who chips that one to the far side of the area Aluko is lurking on the edge of the box but I think the linesman said that the ball must have curved out of play from that cross there Nigel yeah it looked like it sort of just sort of brushed the crossbar there as it came across so Once again, he's got a chance to put this ball forward and get another attack going. He's not quite sure. There's a Anthony Taylor's unhappy about something here. I think he's telling Lucas Kovalan to uh, take the goal kick on the right hand side of it. In fact, he's uh, it wasn't a goal kick at all. I think the flag was up for offside. He's oh, just okay. in that area that we can't quite see down there. So it's a free kick to Maidstone rather than a goal kick. The ball was punted downfield. And uh, now the offside flag goes up against Maidstone, which is a bit unfortunate. There's no VAR here today for uh, anyone interested, although this is a Premier League standard stadium. The uh, VAR cameras are not being used here this afternoon. And here comes a Luco for Ipswich. Rolling it into the path of Hutchinson on the edge of the area. Hutchinson cuts inside, Kipriano shoots. And this one is deflected off Paul Appiah for an Ipswich corner. Appiah looks like he's been uh, winded by that one. He's certainly gone down and is, uh, I think, fair to say that he'll be trying to milk this, even if he's uh, not necessarily that injured, just to give his teammates a bit of a respite here. Yeah, Appiah throws his body on the line, doesn't he? He's that kind of a player. He similar situation on Tuesday evening just looking at that we're talking about the kind of golfing class I mean there's no disgrace in getting roasted by a player like Amari Hutchinson and I do just see the difference in quality as he the way that he cut inside Kipriano there to uh, create that chance Ipswich with the corner here it's going to be taken by Hutchinson on the left-hand side of midfield as Ipswich attack goes towards the far post there's a chance here and it's headed wide George Edmondson and he really should have hit the target there Nigel yeah I think he headed that down there he headed it down towards the turf trying to sort of rise above it but he just couldn't get the height on it and it just uh, bounced out for a, a goal kick in the end yeah there's uh, Manny Duku, Gavin Hoyt, George Fowler are engaged in a uh, free and frank exchange of views down there about how the uh, Ipswich defender managed to lose his marker he really should have scored but he wasn't it was a poor header really it's uh, pretty much unmarked he was only a couple of yards out but he's not managed to do anything Bone stoops to try and head a chance there for Mason it's going to be a free kick is there for Mason there is so it's a free kick for Mason just inside Ipswich territory and um, hopefully this time Mason will just let a few seconds go by before taking this free kick load it on the edge of the area you really got to think that their only real chance of scoring this afternoon is going to be 
from a set play when they load the box. Unless there's some sort of horrific howler from the uh, Ipswich defence. It's going to be Sam Corn who takes it. There are Mason players lined up on the edge of the area. He's way out from goal. He's very near the centre circle. Corn will float this towards the uh, right-hand side of the area. Kipriano almost gets there. Barkley Agapong, I think, has picked that up. And uh, Sam Bone will play that one back to Sam Corn. Corn will spread the play to Gavin Hoyt. And uh, Gavin Hoyt there knocks that one forward to Sol. Sol will come inside, but his touch is slightly heavy. It's picked up by Fowler, however. Playing on the uh, ground. He used to be on the staff here at Ipswich as a young player. Has family from the area. There's a picture of him earlier on wearing an Ipswich shirt at some point in his career. Fowler, great raking ball forward that one. It might fall for Sol, and Sol is into the area. as a wave of anticipation from Maston fans, and Hoyt is going to get a chance to put a cross in here. Hoyt will cross towards the area. Reynolds is the nearest player to it, but uh, Hutchinson gets the chance to clear, and now Ipswich can counter with Aluko, and Aluko showing his pace there to... Uh, well, initially showing his pace there, and in great recovery by Apaya to uh, get back and defend. Just a sign that Mason are growing in a little bit of confidence. The ball is not forward to Reynolds, and Reynolds is going to be offside there. Just for a second, it looked like Reynolds was through on goal, but I think he was about half a yard off, Nigel. Yeah, he was. Just, just right in front of us here as he looked to counter quickly. Yeah, Hutchinson inside to Aluko. So, this has to say, it's been Mason's best couple of minutes of the game. Yeah, in the last right into the game now. Finally, reached the halfway point of this first half. Another little, just a little milestone, isn't it? Off, yeah. Just starting to show their teeth a little bit, although they are still under a lot of pressure here. I think Oliver's scoreline will come down from 10 0 now to 8 0, so as he ticks the, the uh, time off. It's which now attacking down the left hand side of midfield, played back inside to the number 21, Sarmiento. Sarmiento plays it back to Morsi. To Nzebe for Ipswich now. Ball crosses into the far side of the area. It's initially cleared. And uh, Barkley Agapon will chip that one forward for Reynolds to chase. Reynolds is the only attacker up there. And uh, Reynolds had two defenders around him and the goalkeeper. And he didn't really get anywhere near it. I think that might be Christian Walton's first touch, first touch yeah, of the afternoon. The Ipswich goalkeeper as Ipswich attack now through Aluko. Aluko will cut inside Sam Bowman, Sam Bowman will tackle him and he'll play a 1-2 with uh, oh, nearly work for Sam Bowman, he just didn't quite execute that one properly. He's trying the 1-2, he's trying to release Duku. As it is, Ipswich have the ball on the edge of the area. Hutchinson chips that one to the left-hand side of the area. And it's not the greatest of passes by Hutchinson. And it will go out for a goal kick. Yeah, the old one, it cheers from the Mace don't fight for over there on that final stand. Yeah, so also have to say here, we don't know the exact crowd yet, but we understand it's going to be at least 27,000. It looks almost sold out here. I can see very few gaps in this main stand that we're in here. And uh, it looks like almost like it's packed the rafters everywhere. So I think we can say with a certain degree of confidence, this is the biggest crowd that Maidstone have ever played in front of. Biggest crowd I ever saw Mason play in front of was 15,000 at Watford back in 1987 as Ipswich 
come forward now with Hutchinson. Hutchinson cuts inside Kipriano. He's got room to shoot if he wants to, but uh, tries to play in Taylor instead. And Fowler will just use the opportunity to hack that one clear. So it's going to be a throw-in to Ipswich on the right-hand side of midfield, which is going to be taken by Dominic Ball. Ball throws that one quickly to Hutchinson, plays it back to Dominic Ball. And uh, Dominic Ball thinks for a second about shooting and dis decides to play it to Morsi instead. The ball will break for Sarmiento. Sarmiento, excuse me. Sarmiento on the uh, left-hand side of midfield now. Ipswich being forced backwards by Maidstone here. Just knocking it around on the edge of the Maidstone half. All of uh, Maidstone's players are currently behind the ball. Now it's Dominic Ball on the right-hand side of midfield for Ipswich. Plays it inside to Hutchinson. Hutchinson is being forced out wide. And Ball now comes towards the edge of the area. Lays it off for Morsi. Morsi is going to cross that one in towards the penalty spot. Fowler will head it clear, but it's only a, as far as Sarmiento. Sarmiento thinks about shooting and does shoot. And he shoots about two or three yards over. To the ironic cheers of the Maidstone faithful. Who are camped out in pretty much every part of the uh, upper tier of the Cobalt stand in front of us. Yeah, we've got a very good view from our, uh, from our competition here. It's a very close stand that we're sitting in, but uh, we can certainly hear them. I think Maystone, like you say, just, just growing that little bit of confidence. Just obviously don't want to settle in too much because we know the qualities that Ipswich have got but well, I think the way the game started uh, we're grateful that we weren't 3-0 down in the opening 10 minutes or so and it could be half a chance here for Dooku but he's not quite quick enough to get there it was a nice idea ball was played through is it Brockley Agipong that played the ball played through yeah, yeah. he started to see a lot more of the ball as this first half has gone on and you can see the qualities that he's got on the ball just trying to spread that pass through there Barclay Agipong that uh, won the penalty that got Maidstone to this stage of the competition for the first time in their history when he was brought down on the edge of the box against uh, Stevenage three weeks ago he was injured in the act of that challenge we were commentating at the time we weren't sure whether it was a foul or not were we and um, no. in hindsight the replays weren't that conclusive but given the fact that he got injured I think that probably suggested it was a foul as so Sam Bone will bring the ball out of defence for Maidstone and now Reynolds it's just a little bit of room to run into here he's got Tuanzebe in front of him he's gone round him Tuanzebe was fouling him there and it's not been given and uh, Anthony Taylor really hasn't done any, Maidstone any favours there because uh, Reynolds was having his shorts pulled there by Tuanzebe and he could have given a free kick but, uh, he's gone down here as uh, Lamar Reynolds I suspect because he he just wants a bit of a rest maybe getting roundly booed by the Ipswich fans here is Lamar Reynolds yeah Mace don't take the opportunity just to uh, have a little bit of a breather Sam Bowen there and Barclay Edge Pond has come in to uh, take on Fluids just get some further instructions from the, uh, the dugout so we're approaching the halfway mark here it was a halfway mark we've gone well past the halfway mark in the first half we uh, half an hour gone here at Switch Town nil Maidstone nil so that's just another little landmark there that Maidstone have ticked by it's going to be a drop ball here to start a restart play Dominic Ball is the uh, player 
who will get us back underway here at Portman Road. Given that Ipswich hit the post twice in the first 10 minutes and that Lucas Kovalan has made about three saves, Maidstone will be very happy to have got this to this stage of the game without conceding. As to be said, they've not really created anything in front of goal yet. There's been a couple of times when players have nearly got through, but uh, there's nothing that you consider a chance. Good tackle by Sam Bone on Eluko. Ball goes forward to Duku, but uh, Duku is well tackled there by Edmondson. Edmondson now surges into Maidstone territory. Hoyt was uh, off balance temporarily there as he tried to tackle him. And now, having made that run, Edmondson gives the ball away, but it's which get it back again on the edge of the area. Edmondson is uh, trying to work a chance to Sarmiento on the edge of the area. Mason just missing a pass there. And that's what you get at this level. If you miss a pass by a foot, the opposition will get the ball back. And now here come Ipswich with the number 33, Nathan Broadhead, who switched to the right is Hutchinson. It's going to be chipped into the areas. It might be a shot, actually, by Morsi. And Morsi shoots just about two yards over the bar. Yeah, see, see there again, yeah, Liam Soul is well there for that interception, but just that missed pass, just that half yard player that you're looking to pass the ball to is not on the same wavelength, and you know, that speed of thought from the players, just trying to think, always trying to think that two or three moves ahead of where the play is actually happening. See, National South, if you misplace a pass by a yard, there's still a reasonable chance that your yeah. own teammate will get there, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. That's a right-footed clearance by Lucas Covenant. He's looking for Duku. The header is won by Ipswich's defender. I think it was Taylor that picked it up, but it's uh, Sam Bones won it back here from Maidstone. Actually, Kipriano won it back. Sam Bones spread it out wide to Liam Sowell. Liam Sowell's got a uh, Ipswich player in front of him, so he rolls it back to Sam Corn, who plays it back to Gavin Hoyt, who plays it back to George Fowler. It'd be interesting to see what the possession stats here are for... Uh, I would guess it's probably something like 70-30 as uh, Paula Pyre just knocks that one out of play. He's looking for Harry Cipriano and he decides to just, he just puts his arm up to uh, say sorry there. Yeah, you say that about the possession stats, but of that 30, I'd say 25% of that's been uh, made down in this last 10 or 15 minutes they've uh, just, just to get something into this It's just game. a little bit of a foothold, isn't there? Yeah. We've had uh, 32 and a half minutes here. No goals so far. Mason's goal has lived a charmed life at times, it has to be said, as a Morsi comes forward and Sam Corn intercepts. And uh, Barkley Akipong will pick that one up. Good tackle by him. And now Gavin Hoyt can play it wide to Liam Soul. And Soul can break down the right-hand side. He's got a bit of room to run into here as Soul. Is he going to get the chance to put a cross in or is he going to roll it back to Gavin Hoyt? He tries to get to the byline, gets to get to the byline. And, well, you can tell by the uh, ironic cheers from the Ipswich fans this time that he just let it overrun him. But that's a shame, isn't it? Because that was a chance to put a ball into the box for Maidson. Yeah, he just uh, had an opportunity there. But again, we're standing about that thought, you know, there was a split second where there was an opportunity but the player just recovered and just forced him down onto that byline and, and the ball ran out of play. Yep, so uh, Ipswich back in possession with Tuanzebe. Axel Tuanzebe to give him his full name, the Ipswich number 40. Ipswich now breaking down the right-hand side with Hutchinson. And uh, Sam Bone has done well there to uh, bring the ball back. Kipriano, I thought, fouled the uh, Ipswich attacker there. Mason have had a bit of luck there off Anthony Taylor because I thought Bone definitely um, fouled the player there. Taylor 
has uh, given a free kick to Maidstone this time for a foul on Lamar Reynolds for a minor shirt tug I thought and so Cipriano is going to take that one quickly looking for Liam Sowell on the far side of the area and Sowell brought it down but he just stumbled almost immediately and that allowed Ipswich to uh, bring the ball back and now there's danger here as Sarmiento is surging forward and no Mason player can touch him and that one is deflected over the bar Sarmiento really showing his class there absolutely wrong footed half the Maystone defence his shot was deflected over for a corner and once again Mason's goal really living a charmed life yeah, there he just left Sam Corn for dead yeah. in the uh, midfield Corn couldn't risk bringing him down corner is taken short Hutchinson is towards the edge of the area Reynolds is in front of him Sam Bone will uh, knock that one out for a throw in very near the corner flag here Kind of ironic, Maidstone fans are singing Is This a Library, which is exactly what the Braintree fans were uh, singing <laughs> yeah. at the Maidstone fans the on Tuesday night. Well, good challenge on the edge of the area by Apoya. Korn will lock it back to Kipriano. Kipriano's not got that long to uh, play with there. He's played it back to Korn. Maidstone is sort of playing it out of the back here. Now they've just started to whack it forward as far as Duku. And Duku is headed dead on, but there's nobody there. And I think that's what Barkley Akipon was telling him. There's not a lot of point in flicking it on and there's nobody making an attack. He had a couple of outlets nearby, but uh, he was just sort of knocking it into a space where he maybe thought that an attacker was going to be running on him. We're not going to be too harsh on him because he only signed this week to uh, give Maidstone a bit of cover saying with Sol Wanjiao Smith out injured for this game he was playing up front against Stevenage but he's not available today through injury two Maidstone strikers Matt Rush and uh, Mo Fahl both ineligible because they're cup tied and that is why there are only seven names on the bench this afternoon Maidstone did want an option up front they could do worse than chuck uh, Perry Andalo on for a bit later on as uh, Sarmiento plays it inside to Morsi to Aluko Morsi to Cameron Humphreys chipped into the area but uh, well headed out by Paul Appaya and now Hutchinson will pick it up again he'll check back Hutchinson who is on loan from Chelsea this season at Portman Road he's got Kipriano in front of him showing a few tricks as he carves a yard of space for himself and plays it back to Morsi, the Ipswich captain goes wide to Edmonton and Edmonton will play it out wide to Sarmiento Sarmiento back inside to uh, Morsi there's a heavy touch there by the Ipswich captain and it just drifts through to Lucas Kovalan in the Maidstone goal Kovalan just wasting a few more seconds there before picking the ball up just something I've noticed uh Obviously, from our position here, we're, we're uh, far away, but it looks like the Maidstone players have got their names on the back of their shirts, um, and they're wearing the FA Cup patches as well, just above their Banorama patches. On yeah, the, on their sleeves. they're so far away from us that uh, it's actually we can see the numbers clearly enough. But I, so I think your eyesight might be better than mine because okay. I can't see the like, just about make out the lettering 
here. If you are watching it on the TV, you uh, will certainly have a better view than we do here. It's very high up in the gods here at Portman Road. As Dooku tries to uh, carve out a little bit of a chance for Mason. Might just be a bit of room for manoeuvre for Sam Corn here. He was fed by Liam Soul. He's been crowded out by about six or seven Ipswich players here. Well, two, maybe I exaggerate slightly. Corn will knock that one forward to Barkley Agapong, who knocks or tries to knock that into the path of Soul, but he doesn't quite manage to steer it into his path, and Ipswich will come clear. Ipswich with Morsi now. Good tackle by Fowler. Nicely done by Fowler, and Reynolds might just have a bit of room to run into here. He's not quite got the pace to outrun Axel to and Zebe. And uh, Ipswich will clear it. Striding out of defence here is Dominic Ball, who decides to play that one inside to Cameron Humphries. It looks like it's difficult to say what their formation is because it seems to be in a sort of constant rotation up front. So Humphries has been out on the left-hand flank, but he's now switched with uh, Sarmiento, and that pass was intended for Sarmiento, but it was intercepted by Gavin Hoyt. And now Axel to Nzebe for Ipswich. Play it across the uh, centre circle for Dominic Ball to stride forward. Chip towards the edge of the area where uh, Aluko was waiting to take possession, but it's knocked out of play by Harry Cipriano. So one of a number of players with international connections. He's uh, Greek Cypriot ancestry, I understand. So there was some interest in him in Cyprus earlier this week as Ipswich now go into the area the ball is squared into the box could be a chance for one nil it's going to be crowded out now and both will clear it but it's only been cleared as far as Dominic Ball now being headed around the edge of the area it's going to break for Ball Ball's going to shoot and it should be one nil here but it isn't one nil because Sonny Aluko has, uh, has shot about a yard wide there I don't think he realised how much time he had there Nigel no, no he just kind of opened up from a little bit there and he just scuffed his shot really and uh snatched at it didn't he yeah he, he snatched it and it just sort of bobbled and hit the ground and as it you know problems happy to see it go past his right hand post so 40 minutes gone here and it's still nil nil between Ipswich and Maidstone it has to be said that Ipswich have had all of the chances so far but the ball is flicked on to Barkley Agipong who tries to chase after it but he can't get there it might fall for Sam Corn. Corn flicks it over his head but uh, straight to a blue shirt and now it's Hutchinson on the right hand side of midfield Hutchinson with Cipriano in front of him he skips inside him it's a difficult afternoon for Cipriano Korn has to pull out of a challenge there as uh, he was going to foul Hutchinson in a very dangerous position if he didn't it was the right decision in the end but uh, here comes Hutchinson again Hutchinson towards the edge of the area looking to play a 1-2 there's another shot from Ipswich there's another deflection and there will be another corner might be a temporary delay here while well, there's uh, an Ipswich player down injured in the area I think it's Hutchinson he might just be winded rather than injured and we're just talking about uh, Cipriano and his Greek Cypriot connections there are a number of other players with uh, international links who are playing for Maidstone today Kovalan being Brazilian obviously is one of them Manny Duku is Dutch I think may only be the second Dutch player to uh, play for Maidstone after Dylan Barker's last year. Bivish, yeah. Trinidad and Tobago. Bivish Garung is uh, apparently the talk of the town in Nepal. 
Gurkhas. Her parents, are, his father was a Gurkha, stayed in England. Now there could be a chance for Maidstone here, and there's a chance here for Reynolds. Reynolds is one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. Reynolds is into the area. Reynolds has checked the keeper. Portman Rose! Oh, what can you say? That is unbelievable. I mean, there's a two-on-one break now. There's a bit of debate going on there between Wharton and the uh, centre-half Edmondson there, but, you know, Maidstone don't care. Literally, the same time they scored against Stevenage, they've just scored against Ipswich of the Championship at Portman Road. Absolutely unbelievable scenes here at Portman Road. Maidstone have been battered for the whole of this first half. And Lamar Reynolds, one-on-one -on -one with a keeper, has lobbed Christian Walton and put Maidstone 1-0 ahead. We cannot believe what we've just seen here. Maidstone lead one goal to nil at Ipswich Town. Wow. There you go. Dare to dream. We said it all along. Dare to dream, Maidstone fans. Well, you certainly didn't see this coming after 10 minutes, did you? No, when uh, Ipswich had hit both posts. Kovalan had made two or three great saves. And I can barely believe that I'm saying this, but it's Ipswich Town nil, Maidstone United won here. And I imagine that people are taking pictures of the scoreboard right now as Ipswich tried to hit back almost immediately with uh, the number 33 Broadhead breaking down the right-hand side. Kipriano is the player underneath it. And Hutchinson will pick it up on the right-hand side of midfield. Hutchinson now, with Barkley Agapong in front of him. Plays it inside to Morsi. And here's Sam Korn for Maidstone. And Korn might be able to put Reynolds through. It's inside his own half. Looks like Maidstone, after sort of surviving that early storm, have figured out just how to give themselves a chance here. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, Dare I say, which has come a little bit complacent. You know, they, you know, they had so much of the ball, and, and, and we said it there from that comment in the first half. Every time it broke, it broke when it played. Keeping the in was that little bit higher now. So when the ball does break out from attack with Sam Bourne, Sam Bowen and Sam Corn get a little touch in there, it's going to Lamar Reynolds rather than going to an extra shirt. Just gives them that little bit of breather. It's going to be two minutes of added time here at the end of the first period at Portman Road. It's Ipswich Town nil, Maidstone United one. The ball is crossed into the area and Fowler will head it out. And uh, Duku very deep in his own half. He's not really got an outlet here. All he can do is whack that one forward and hope that Barkley Agupong can chase after it. And the ball goes all the way back to Christian Walton, who only real thing he's had to do in this half is pick the ball out of the back of his neck. It was a tremendous finish by Lamar Reynolds am I right in thinking that's his first goal for Maidstone United? United yeah so played there all season he's, he's looked effective at times on the wings as Reynolds but he's never really looked like a goal threat and uh, what a moment for that young man there to have a chance to write himself into the history books wasn't the easiest of finishes and he did it absolutely perfectly he did. now one minute of the added two minutes has gone by and Ipswich with ball on the right-hand side. We'll uh, knock that out to Hutchinson. Hutchinson with Kipriano in front of him. Kipriano 
He's got to be careful he doesn't foul Hutchinson here. Hutchinson has gone down, but Taylor doesn't give a free kick. Goes back to Ball. Dominic Ball plays it inside to Axel Tuinzebe. Tuinzebe to the edge of the area. Ipswich with a shot, and that'll go well wide, and Mason will cheer that one as if they were cheering a winner in the FA Cup final itself. Dare I say it, I think half-time can't come through enough of the Ipswich players. I mean, well, I... You know, the mood has completely changed, hasn't it? You know, it's, um, it does seem to have rather shocked the crowd here. I mean, we are talking about a very long way before <laughs> we can start thinking about upsets here. But it's an absolutely incredible moment for Maidstone United. To go 1-0 up here, a place like Ipswich Town, absolutely astounding. And uh, the ball is punted forward in the direction of Dooku. Korn will head that one forward. And the half-time score is Ipswich Town nil, Maidstone United 1. Um, Nigel and I are both going to check that this is some kind of fever dream that we're currently living in and that we will see you on the other side of this break uh, just your final thoughts before we do go to half time Nigel well like you say it was a back to the, back to the wall performance for a lot of that first half but just shy just before that goal that Maidstone were coming back into it they just just strum a few passes together just trying to close down the Ipswich players and yeah, that's what led to, led to the goal. We were just closing down there. Sam Bone did that very good closing down job. And it, it just fell to Laurent. He's done a lot of work to do. It's going to be done. Once look at the highlights, if you haven't already seen it on the BBC, of course. But, you know, like Fred said there, it's such a such a sublime goal. Just lifted it above Wharton. And uh, absolute scenes down here in front of us as the Maystone dug out, rushed out, and everybody congratulated him. And, uh, yeah, it's certainly going to... Uh, change the team talk to both camps and uh, it's going to give the BBC pundits something to talk about at half time. Absolutely right okay well we're going to take a short break we will be back for full commentary of the second half here at Portman Road we'll see you shortly How long is 11 years? It's difficult to imagine 11 years if a man kisses his wife goodbye every day, over 11 years his lips have been pressed against hers for 14 days. If every day you jump the last step of your stairs, in 11 years you've fallen through the air over a kilometer like a skydiver. How long is 11 years? It's how long the record of a 12-month driving ban stays on your license. Time, gentlemen, please. Think. Don't drink and drive. Ever wanted your own online radio station, but don't know where to start? Well, now, help is at hand. Good Morning World is a beginner's guide to starting your own internet radio station. Using easy-to-understand terminology, Good Morning World provides a step-by-step -step guide to getting on air with a low budget. Equipment, software, servers, setting it all up and starting your show. It's all covered. Good Morning World, a beginner's guide to starting your own internet radio station. Out now in paperback and ebook, And available from lulu.com, amazon.com and amazon.co.uk. Attention homeowners in Maidstone, this winter, Simon Miller & Company is turning up the heat with our Get Moving This Winter campaign. Considering selling your property, we've got something special just for you. 
a complimentary market appraisal of your property, the convenience of an online assessment or an in-person visit, the choice is yours. No obligation whatsoever. But we're not just about the housing market. We're about community and making a difference. We've teamed up with the British Heart Foundation, promoting physical activity and reducing the risk of heart attacks and related diseases. So why settle for an ordinary winter when you can make it extraordinary? Get your property market ready with Simon Miller and Company and join us in supporting the British Heart Foundation. Call us today at 01622 691 255 or visit simonmiller.co.uk to schedule your complimentary market appraisal and be a part of something special. Simon Miller and Company, where your home and heart come together. Hiya, my name's Tony. I live in Herne Bay but I work in Broadstairs. The quickest way to get there would be by boat, but my Ducati is the next best thing. I come out on the Margate Road, along the A299, left at the roundabout, then along past Manston Airport. I crawl through Westwood Cross, then it's clear all the way down to the seafront. I park up by Morelli's Ice Cream Parlour. I normally wear a red and white leather jacket. If you drive that way, please look out for me. Thanks. Think bike. Think biker. Think Tony. Maidstone Web Design is a proud supporter of Maidstone United, iMusk and Stones Live. Our websites are fast to load, easy to navigate and work on mobile phones and tablets. Your website will automatically post to Facebook and Twitter, making your website more popular. We also help to get the right domain name, web space and email for your business. We offer a free consultation, so if you'd like to come and see us, please call 07905 357 140 or visit maystonewebdesign.com. Goldstone Insurance Brokers are the official insurance providers for Maidstone United and a specialist broker for all types of businesses. From shops, taxes and couriers, to hauliers, manufacturers, property owners and many more, Goldstone covers them all. For a no-obligation quote, visit goldstonebg.co.uk or call 01622 933 868. That's 01622 933 868. Goldstone Insurance Brokers, we have got your business covered and come on you stones. Come in. Right. Ah, Mr. Pilkington, and how are we today? Yeah, I'm all right, Doctor. Yeah, I've just uh, come for my checkup. Okay, then. Pop your pants off. What? Just pop your pants off. Well, and, uh, I've got to take my pants off. Well, because I have to pop my finger up your um, what, what? to check your prostate gland. Don't worry about it. Well, I am worried about it because prostate cancer kills 10,000 men every year in Britain. Well, you can check that out if I get any symptoms. Well, there aren't always symptoms, and symptoms do vary from man to man. So the best way to check it out well, is I just pop my finger up I'm, there I'm really and have a feel. Just Don't worry about it. Is that it? Yeah. It's not that bad. No. I don't know why he was worried. You probably saved his life there. Does he have to be here? He's just a mate. Don't worry about him. He's just watching, watching me at work. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer diagnosed in men. The chances are you know someone who's affected by it. To help make a difference, please donate to the prostate cancer charity now by calling 0208 222 The Prostate Cancer Charity, fighting prostate cancer on every front. The FA is committed to stopping abuse and all forms of discrimination. Inside the ground, if we can identify the abusers, we can take effective action. Let a steward know all stewards are trained to deal with these types of complaints and can act discreetly and quickly. Abusers could be arrested by police or rejected from the stadium. Anyone found guilty of an offence could lose their season ticket or club membership and the club could impose a stadium ban. So report what's happened straight away, but avoid Twitter or social media as they can make investigations more complex and mean attention gets diverted. 
To report discrimination, you can email the FA at footballforall at the FA.com. Alternatively, you can email info at kickitout.org. Okay, welcome back to Portman Road for the second half of Ipswich Town versus Maidstone United. Nigel and I have just about composed ourselves after that emotionally exhausting first half. Maidstone absolutely battered for the opening 10 to 15 minutes or so. Gradually got themselves a foothold in the game and then perhaps one of the most stunning moments in Maidstone United's history happening just before half-time there. Fantastic through ball by Liam Soule. Through to Lamar Reynolds. He took one touch. Brilliant first touch by the uh, winger there. And then conjured an absolutely wonderful finish to make it 1-0 to Maidstone here and to see this place absolutely erupt. And um, What's got to be said here that uh, even some of the Ipswich commentators around here are actually quite pleased that Maidstone have made a game of it. It was a stunning moment. And, uh, well dare I say it, it's uh, 45 minutes plus stoppage time away from something absolutely spectacular here. I think you'd still have to say that Ipswich are going to be very heavy favourites to turn this around in the second half. But Maston have just given themselves a chance here. As uh, we look to get underway here at Portman Road in this second period, it's going to be Sam Corn who gets us underway in this second half. Anthony Taylor, the referee, just counting the uh, right number of people are on the field. Checking his assistants are ready. And Sam Corn does get us underway at the start of the second half. So, Ipswich nil, Maidstone United won here at Portman Road. And Ipswich Town taking possession early in the second half. But it's a long ball chipped forward. And Maidstone won't be too unhappy about that. It was uh, Morsi that just uh, whacked that down into Maidstone territory and allowed Lucas Kovalan to pick the ball up with nobody really near him. So, um, so one of the features of that first half was the fact that Maidstone had really weathered one hell of a storm at the start, the first 10 minutes or so. They were absolutely battered for a good 10 to 15 minutes, in fact. Ipswich hit the bar, hit the post twice. Kovalan made at least two or three good saves, and then there were two or three deflected not that far over, weren't there, Nigel? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they started the, they started the first half really strongly and, uh, to be fair, Maystone, like you say, grew into the game. Um, but they, they, were, they were on the front foot again towards that end of that first half and it's, it's that, that counter-attack that um, Maystone capitalised on Sambo and winning that initial ball, leaving it out to Liam Soule, that wonderful pass across to Amara Reynolds and, of course, one of the... Um, things I've watched on the BBC and it being there we've actually managed to watch the goal back at half time and uh, yeah can't understate just how good a finish that was actually it was uh, an amazing bit of skill from Lamar Reynolds who's never scored for Maidstone until today signed over the summer and he's looked okay in flashes without ever really looking like he's provided much of a goal threat so for him to do that in front of an audience of probably millions of people watching yeah. worldwide, it's absolutely he's wonderful. He's never been, never been a, uh, a prolific goal scorer at any of his clubs in Neville, but one thing people do say about him is that he's a, uh, got a goal in him for the big occasion. I mean, he's scored in playoffs. He's proved that today. And, yep, definitely. Two and Zebe knocks that one out wide. It's which coming back inside with Morsi. Morsi 
to the number four Edmonton. Edmonton out wide to Humphreys, who uh, was one of a number of players that I was impressed by in the first half. Plays it back to Edmonton. Edmonton. Edmonton just got that thing to cling on to now. It's what they always used to say. Once you go a goal ahead, you've just got something to defend and you've always got a chance. And that was pretty much what happened against Stevenage. If you think back to, there was a period, wasn't there, in that second half when Stevenage, to all intents and purposes, looked like they were going to score with every time they attacked. Maidstone rode out that storm. I wonder if they can do it again yeah, here. And even to a lesser, lesser extent, extent uh, against uh, Barrow at home, um, Sam Corn got that equaliser just before half-time to get us back on uh, equal terms and um, just gives you something to play for, doesn't it, you know? Just puts that little bit of element of doubt in the other team's mind as well. Absolutely. doesn't matter who you're playing against. Whenever you're a goal behind, it just uh, ratchets up the tension a bit. Here's Morsi. Thought about shooting for a second here. The crowd was certainly encouraging him to. Said he plays it off to Sarmiento with his blonde highlights. Ball is cleared by Sam Bone. Cross towards the edge of the area. Chested down. Good touch. That could be a shot here from Ipswich. It's uh, deflected, is it? it? Deflected off an Ipswich player, I believe. Yeah. Goal and it's going to be a goal kick to Maidstone. It was, um, well, it looks like there's an Ipswich player temporarily. I think it's a Luco. I think he was winded by yeah. that shot. Similar to Paul Apire in the first half and just taking that time to recover. A Luco just getting his breath back there, talking to Anthony Taylor. Anthony Taylor, of course, refereeing this afternoon, he said earlier one of the most experienced referees in England taking charge of this fixture today it's a bit of a throwback I say for me personally I remember the days when um, certainly in the football league you used to get the top profile referees coming down to division four and refereeing us most infamously Roger Milford huh. who um, gave a penalty against us in a playoff semi-final against Cambridge not that I'm scarred by it for life or anything no. it's uh, Ipswich just losing possession temporarily there before winning it back. Sam Corn has gone in pretty well there. And there might be another chance for uh, Duku here. Duku just trying to get around the player. It's broken for Sam Corn. Sam Corn can possibly lay off Reynolds here. Reynolds towards the edge of the area. Reynolds into the area. Reynolds trying to get to the byline. Reynolds crosses it. Might fall for Sam Bone, but he just can't quite get a foot to it. And in the end, it almost deflects off his foot to... Um, I wasn't sure if that was a shot or a deflection, Nigel. The keeper dealt with it fairly comfortably. Yeah, I think I think uh, go down to a shot on target, wouldn't you? Keeper to to catch it. To, just to show that Mason have got a bit about them in this second half. As Kipriano slides in there and puts the ball out of play for an Ipswich throw in midway inside Maidstone territory on the right-hand side. Anzebe for Ipswich plays it out to the uh, right-hand flank for taking a 1-2 looking for an option in front of him all that confidence that they had seems to have gone actually Ipswich they looked so lively at the start only takes one moment of course to reignite it here's Humphreys back to looks like it's uh, Taylor who's going to shoot here Barkley Agapong just uh, dummies his man there and he might be able to play in Reynolds and Reynolds has now only got two and Zebi in front of him in the goal. Barkley Agipong is coming forward in support. Sam Corn will, uh, uh, he's rather overhit that one, Sam Corn. Referee claiming 
Well, referee doesn't think there was a foul on Lamar Reynolds there, and so Ipswich will restart with a throw-in. What is interesting is that Mason have had a couple of attacks in this half, which is far more than they managed in the opening stages of the second period. I just wonder if George Elacobi and Craig Fagan have seen a weakness. Seen the weakness I think that, that... I think that was part of the game plan. I mean, George didn't give too much away uh, in the press conference in the week, but you know, it would have certainly been, you know, they'd have expected that early pressure from Ipswich and just soak it up and just try and catch him on the counter-attack, really, and that's what they've done, you know, just just keep tight to your man, just, you know, it's going to be back to the wall, but you're going to expect that, but just, you know, just have a little bit of composure on the ball. Ipswich now breaking down the right-hand side of the penalty area, looks like the ball's going to be played in for Hutchinson, but Lucas Kovalan is smart, lay out of his goal. And the pass was slightly overhit in the end. I mean, if, almost like the classic, classic rope-a-dope first half, wasn't it? You know, Mohamed Ali right on the ropes, just taking punch after punch yeah. after punch. But, you, but, we, but we said that, didn't we? You know, this is, we said that Cobham's going to have to have a big game. You know, we said that at the beginning, and, and even in that first 10, 15 minutes, you made some good saves there. Just, that's, that's what you want from your goalkeeper, just to keep you in the game, you know? So here we are, 52 minutes gone, Ipswich Town nil, Maidstone United 1. The National South side leading, a side challenging to get into the Premier League here at Portman Road. So far in this second half, actually looking fairly comfortable, dare I say it. Dare you say it, dare you say it. The ball's chipped forward in the direction of Barclay Agipong, but Ipswich are going to clear this one. It's... Uh, Edmondson who whacks that one forward looking for Hutchinson but well tackled by Sam Bone Hutchinson having a bit of a nibble at uh, Harry Kipriano referee plays advantage Reynolds has possession Reynolds will knock that one back but he's rather under hit that Appiah will pick the ball up and he'll play it back to George Fowler Fowler will chip that one forward but there's uh, no way to play near it and that will just drift through to Christian Walton in the Ipswich Town goal yep once again look to come forward quickly Maystone back in numbers but, uh, Morsi will play that one forward to the edge of the area where it'll get to Aluko Ipswich looking to uh, create a shooting chance here with Aluku trying to carve an opening on the edge of the area but it's well defended by a Maystone side growing in confidence and you can also hear the agitation growing around this stadium as well as uh, what they thought was going to be a routine victory is turning out to be anything but here Kovalan will whack that one right footed downfield Barkley Agipong is offside and so nobody bothers to uh, chase it and the ball will go out of play for an Ipswich Town throw I wonder how long it'll be before uh, Ipswich start to utilise their bends of course they've got, we read out the, the substitutes uh, before the game and They've got their full quota of nine substitutes. Um, a lot of players on there that are big players for Ipswich and Connor Chaplin, Wes Burns. All good. Marcus Hardis, another good player that gets goals. Interception there by Sarmiento. Showing his skills, giving uh, Liam Sol the runaround a bit there. Lays it off to Humphreys. And Humphreys rolls it back to Sarmiento on the left-hand side of midfield. As it back to Edmondson. Edmondson sprays that across the back of defence to Dominic Ball. A 
ball now towards the edge of the Maidstone area. Nice turn by Aluka. Is he fouled on the edge of the area? The referee says no. The referee waves play on. And Maidstone might just have an outlet here. Uh, Apaya couldn't find one of his two options. And now Ipswich surging forward. Sarmiento on the edge of the area. He'll shoot. He'll be deflected in. It's a goal for Ipswich Town. It's the equaliser. Misplaced the pass and like we did that split second and it took Karina and Sarmiento found himself with a shot there on the edge of the area and just put it into the bottom corner. Yeah, so thought it took a deflection. Sarmiento has looked lively all game. He'd always looked like the uh, one of the most likely sources of an Ipswich goal. As we expected, there was going to be a bit of a backlash. It's just uh, slightly disappointing from a Maidstone point of view that it was just at a spell when we looked like we were in control. And um, it's going to be a substitution here. Aluko is coming off. Connor Chapman is coming on. And it's going to be another substitution as well. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, Leith Davis coming on for Cameron Humphreys. And so Maidstone now one all here against Ipswich Town with approximately 52, 53 minutes on the clock here at Portman Road. It was just a, the most frustrating thing about that goal was that it was a Maidstone counter-attack that broke down, wasn't it? Yeah. Pass had gone a yard either side there. Mason might have been in for a counter-attack. As it is, Ipswich are now surging forwards. So the substitute, the number three, took a bit of a tumble on the edge of the area. So Leif Davis, referee Anthony Taylor, says he was fouled by Gavin Hoyt there. Gavin Hoyt, I think he's going to get a yellow card for that. So I didn't think there was a lot in it. No, no just two players for really his given. Gavin did put his arm out there just to uh, really just feel where the player was really and the player so went down and what I thought from the first viewing was that you know he looked like he could, probably could have carried on actually and he might have been better off if he had but it's a free kick in a very dangerous position now we've been in this sort of position before haven't we taking the lead in a few times like Blackpool Milton Keynes uh, the opposition has scored early in the second half Uh, Reese Greenwich is coming on for Maidstone Liam Soul is limping off a bit there so Mason bringing on an extra defender here it's going to be Leif Davis who takes the free kick here there's only a one man wall for Maidstone wonder if he fancies taking an in swinger here Davis is lining it up Barkley Agapong is the only man in the Maidstone wall might just cause Kovalan a few problems here although you have to suspect that the uh, the cross will be the favourite and the cross is actually passed and it's shot just over the bar clever free kick that Nigel yeah, just one, one off the training ground there just everyone, everyone expecting that ball to come into the box and just, just laid it back really just played a cross ball and uh... with the substitutes uh, combining there Davis squared it for Connor Chaplin Chaplin 
really got his foot under it and just sort of shot about a yard over the bar. Ball is knocked forward in the direction of Duku. And uh, Fowler will knock that one forward for uh, Lamar Reynolds. And Reynolds got two defenders around him to made a nuisance of himself there for a few seconds it's uh, it's which captain Morsi skips around a challenge there and now Harry Clark who's also come on for Ipswich tries to set up an attack Clark has come on we're not actually sure who for him you see who he uh, came on for we saw the other two subs but Clark must have come on a couple of moments later Basically, just being a little bit jittery there as uh, Harry Cipriano puts the ball out of play so Ipswich have got a throw in on the right hand side of midfield ball into the area but Sam Corn will whack that one clear and now it's Morsi for Ipswich Mason just got to try and hang in there for a few minutes now after uh, conceding that equaliser Sarmiento, the scorer of that Ipswich goal. We're on the hour mark here. I think if you'd offered us one all after the hour, we'd definitely have taken it before oh, kickoff. So, half an hour to go. Ipswich Town 1, Maston 1. Maston have got a throw in on the far side, midway inside their own half, which Reese Greenwich is going to take. We just have to see how it looks like uh, Kipriano has gone forward into left midfield. Uh, you know, to uh, replace Liam Soule Barkley Agapong chips it forward to Reynolds it could be a ball on for uh, Barkley Agapong Barkley Agapong edge of the area here tries to cut inside he does cut inside and he just in the end runs out of uh, steam there went down don't think he was going to get a penalty for that to be honest no he just ran out of room didn't he yeah defended well there by it it's just uh, sandwiched him out but once again makes those showing signs they're just gonna, not going to lay down here I think you know, maybe attack is the best form of defence. Yeah, and plus you, you can't just sit back for um, 90 minutes, can you? No. It's uh, Hutchinson for Ipswich, right on the byline. Kipriano tracking back. Hutchinson runs back towards the corner of the area, plays it into Morsi. Morsi plays it into the area, and there's a weak shot there by Sarmiento, who, again, probably didn't realise quite how much time he had there. Time here to collect uh, the ball, just try to take a little bit of a. Looked like he was having a few words. So uh, Barkley Agapong has run out of steam, and uh, Bivesh Garung is coming on. Yeah, the hero from round two, Bivesh Garung. Barkley Agapong doesn't, doesn't look like he wants to go off really, Barkley Agapong, and you can understand that. I think maybe he just. Um, Maybe ran out of steam here. Here comes Bivesh Garun. One of the other heroes, as Nigel says, of this cup run. Said in an interview this week with uh, The Guardian that it was basically the talk of his father's town back at home in Nepal after he scored that goal. And there could be half a chance here for Duku, but it just runs in front of him. And that allows George Edmondson to clear it. Clark will bring it out of possession, gives it to uh, Morsi. Edmondson gives it away though to Gurung. Gurung 
challenging with Edmondson, but he gives it away. And now it's Taylor coming forward for it. So it's good, strong challenge by Reese Greenwich there. Sarmiento, the playmaker, plays it back to Morsi, the captain for Ipswich. Back to the number 33 for Ipswich, Nathan Broadhead, crossed towards the far side of the area, overhit, and that should go out of play for a Mason throw-in. 63 and a half minutes gone here at Portman Road. I'm just thinking back to the conversations I was having with various people before the start of this game as we're sort of digesting the disappointment of conceding that equaliser. And uh, I think a number of people were talking 6, 7, 8, 0. Yeah, the fact that the game is alive at this point, it's a huge achievement for a national south side against a side of this calibre. Here come Ipswich towards the edge of the area. Might fall for Sarmiento. There's a sort of half a chance there, but doesn't really get enough on it I think there was a bit of a block in there as well and it just squirms through to Lucas Covenant that's a bit of sing-song going back and forth between the home fans and the away fans now and now Cipriano will chip that one forward for Lamar Reynolds Cipriano will uh, win the header but he loses it to Morsi just showed a bit too much of that to the Ipswich captain did uh, Cipriano and Cipriano now on the left hand side almost playing like a wing back now we thought he might have been a straight swap for Liam Sowell but uh, he's in the left back position on the edge of a back five as Ipswich stride forward could be a chance here is there no good tackle by Greenwich very good tackle there by Reese Greenwich as uh, Greenwich whacks it forward oh, he nearly managed to get it into Dooku yeah he just couldn't get a touch there could he Dooku it's comes back to the keeper who just plays it forward. It's Sarmiento for Ipswich. He's being fouled there by Fowler, but the referees let that one go. And now Reynolds is into the uh, Ipswich half, and he's played it into Sam Corn. And Sam Corn is into the area, and Sam Corn has scored! Oh, I don't believe it! it! He's done it again! <laughs> Sam Corn has put Maystone back in front! It's an unbelievable scene! Literally right in front of the Maystone, he runs over to the Maystone army there. I absolutely don't believe what I'm seeing. What a brilliant finish by Sam Corn to put Maystone 2-1 up. He's not even got his lucky nose plug in. <laughs> yeah. Good work again by uh, Lamar Reynolds over there. Just uh, took the touch, played Sam Corn in. Absolutely unbelievable. Maidstone have gone 2-1 up here. I can barely believe what I'm seeing. Sam Corn has finished that so well. It was a brilliant move by Maidstone to get into that situation. And now 66 minutes gone here. That's good score, to Greenwich though, down there. It, that it, ball, it all stemmed from that tackle. As you say, you know, Greenwich was so strong in that tackle. Ipswich are attacking. Reynolds has set Corn up and Corn has scored a superb goal to put Maidstone 2-1 up midway through the second half here at Portman Road. Oh. <laughs> it's just it's just streamland. It is just streamland. I mean, you were talking there, you know, we were talking a lot of the media from around the world and people were saying, you know, we just hope that Maidstone score and just give a good account of themselves. But boy are they giving a good account of themselves. 
They're taking the game to Ipswich now. Never saw this coming. I have to say, here's Morsi for Ipswich. It's that one into the area. And uh, there could be half a chance here for Ipswich. It's uh, absolutely pinballing around in the area and Mason eventually hack it clear. Now, well, I said a few moments ago that we definitely would have taken being one all after an hour. And uh, we absolutely would have been taken, would have taken being 2-1 uh, up after 67 minutes. These are unreal scenes here at Portman Road. Four and a half thousand Mason fans delirious on the far side of the pitch. Ball is played into the area and Fowler, the exit, which boy will clear it. And now there's going to be a substitution for Ipswich Town as Wes Burns comes on. And Amari Hutchinson goes off. He's getting a good round of applause from home fans here. And uh, from a Mason perspective, I'm quite pleased to see Hutchinson go because I thought he looked a, a significant threat. And uh, the other substitution, Sarmiento, the goal scorer for Ipswich, has gone off. And uh, Gerard Buabo has come on, the number 51 for Ipswich. So glad to see the back of Sarmiento as well, to be honest. Yeah, so oh yeah. Uh, impressed as well. Very good player. So just, um, just remembering back in that game with Stevenage, Steve Evans made a substitution. It actually made Stevenage far less effective as uh, the ball goes out for a corner on the far side there was a bit of a shout for a free kick there for the Ipswich attacker I believe it was Wes Burns on the far side so Anthony Taylor pointing to the corner instead and now uh, Kovalan has gone down in the area I think probably milking it a bit if we're uh, absolutely honest Anthony Taylor is telling him to get up claiming that he was fouled by somebody probably Barbo was the player nearest although the uh, the most animated of Ipswich players is Connor Chaplin so Ipswich are getting ready for the corner and the ball goes short it's uh, not been cleared yet but Reynolds will just whack that one downfield to a huge cheer from the four and a half thousand fans in the Cobbold stand And now Morsi for Ipswich will play that one back to Axel, to Nzebe. To Nzebe will play that one inside to the number four, George Edmondson. Ipswich attacking down the left-hand side now with Davis. Davis inside to Chaplin. Chaplin being shepherded by Sam Bone. And he's crowded out. And now Maystone can break with Sam Bone, who's... Uh, Gives it to Gurum. Gurum lays it off to Reynolds, who is having the game of his life for Maidstone United this afternoon. And Gurum buys a free kick for Maidstone, just lets the puts his back to the ball, lets the challenge come, earns a free kick. Very clever professional play from Bivesh Gurung as we enter the final 20 minutes of normal time here at Portman Road. And when you think about how the opening 20 minutes went, Nigel, I don't think we. Uh, I believe that we're 2-1 up here. Reynolds chasing after that uh, free no. kick, but it's easily dealt with by Ipswich. Bold underarm by the goalkeeper to Edmondson. Edmondson now surging down the left-hand side. He's got Davis 
if he can find him. Davis comes inside, lays it off for number 33, which is uh, Nathan Broadhead. And Chaplin now on the edge of the area to Burns, just on the edge of the box. It's uh, deflected off Kipriano. It might fall for the substitute here, and Kovalan makes a good save from Harry Clark. Saved by Coughlin there, just falling on the ball and powerful shot, but just stopped the rebound. Ready to bowl the ball out, but yeah, Coughlin is milking, milking the clock as you can well imagine he would. Punts that ball downfield. There's no tick attacker about this Maidstone side. It's just good, honest Route One uh, football at this point. But Ipswich have possession back, and now they break down the right-hand side. Morsi will lay that off. Burns breaking down the right-hand side, tries to get inside Kipriano, skips past him. Could be a chance for a cross here. It's not a great ball, though. He's overhit that so badly, it's gone uh, about 30 yards backwards. And um, in the end, Edmondson almost had to play all the way back to the keeper. Duku has gone down in front of the crowd here, milking it. Um, Yeah, I, this is what happens in games like this. Uh, teams do milk it. Maidstone are doing what has been done to them on a number of occasions here. I'm pretty sure that Duku is going to be okay. Just going down, suggesting he's not particularly injured. I'm sure Anthony Taylor has seen this all before and some in his uh, very long and distinguished career as a referee. And we will get underway again with a drop ball, which uh, Edmondson will take and now here comes Harry Clark for Ipswich on the right hand side lays it off to Burns Burns has got Kipriano and Sam Bone in front of him and now it could be a chance for Ipswich could be the equaliser here and he's shot wide look for a second like the net was going to bulge he was into a great position but the angle might just have worked against him there Nigel yeah, he just kind of let the ball come across him there and uh, when he went to have a shot, just to let it come across onto his right foot and he just put his shot, but he just didn't even get on target and he just went straight across the front of the goal. That's going to be another substitution here for Maidstone. Perry Iandolo is going to come on. And it looks like it's going to be Lamar Reynolds who's coming off. And Riley Court is going to come on for... Uh, is it Sam Bone who's coming off? Lamar Reynolds so two very young players coming on for Maidstone now Riley Court the son of the former Maidstone United striker Ian Court comes on and Perry Iandolo comes on as well for Lamar Reynolds so this is a big ask for Riley Court to bring him on into a game like this yep what experience for the lad though you know you know just keep his head just you know well I was really impressed with him when he came on for Sam Bone against Gillingham in that Kent Senior Cup guy. I thought he was absolutely excellent and uh, I thought he looked like we'd found a player there. Looks like he's playing almost in a slightly advanced position here. It's like Mason have had a bit of a reshuffle. Yeah, the attendance was given out there as well. Rather than that substitution has been made 27,763. So, <laughs> certainly the biggest attendance uh, Mason has played in front of and as the crowd are singing, they're putting on a show. Yep. I think we were both at Stenning earlier in the season. Yeah. Beautiful afternoon in West Sussex. Picnic tables, all ticket, 
front of about 700. One of the things I remember most vividly about that is when Stenning scored to make it 2-1, they had a young boy, he's only about seven years of age or something, he just sort of stormed around towards where the Maester fans were. Just break off here, could be a chance for Ipswich. The ball is played into the air and it's going to be cleared. Really should have been 2-2 there. Yep. Just saying when Stenning equalised, a boy just sort of walked around the edge of the pitch at the start going, bang your drum to the Maystone drama. <laughs> It was a really funny moment. And that was uh, way back at the start of this FA Cup ride that we've all been on here on Stones Live. And now Ipswich again with Sam Morsey. Is it out wide? Cross into the area. Could be half a chance here for Ipswich if it's... Uh, oh, there could be a penalty, is there? I thought it was going to be a penalty. And he's going to be booked for diving. George Edmondson has gone down in the area there just trying to look at the uh, monitor in front of us Anthony Taylor has seen that and he's given Edmondson a yellow card here and George Fowler is having words with uh, Edmondson just trying to see on the monitors whether there was any contact there I can't tell from first viewing I think it's one of those if the I think he might have taken a dive there actually I think he did go down before there was a contact and uh, you'd have to say that Anthony Taylor looks like he's got that one right he may have been taking evasive action but uh, I don't think he was actually fouled so uh, if VAR had been here I don't think that decision would have been overturned but it says something that Ipswich are um, needing to go down easily to try and get an equaliser against Maidstone after uh, 76 minutes of an FA Cup tie It's just unbelievable, honestly, it is. Just, just even mentioning those words, it's just like crazy, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, I can remember commentating on a game against Bromley around about this time last year when I was having what felt like a fever dream. It was a very difficult commentary because we should have beaten them that evening, but we didn't get any luck last year at all. Josh Shonibert scored what looked like a perfectly good goal that was disallowed, and then Bromley scored right at the end. Poor Tom Adler playing with an injury, and uh, unfortunately, he couldn't keep a last-minute shot from Bromley out. We lost 2-3, and it was really very, very disappointing. And uh, to be here 12 months on is stunning, frankly. And we are 13 minutes away from knocking Ipswich out of the FA Cup. I think they're going to be a very long 13 minutes plus very stoppage here. Ipswich now breaking down the right-hand side. Ball is played inside to the captain, Sam Morsey. Little one-two on the edge of the area. Ipswich trying to create an opening with Chaplin. Plays it out wide to Davis. Davis chips that into the area. It's headed out by Appier and it's whacked downfield by Riley Court. Iandolo chasing after it. And it's basically going to be defence versus attack for the last 15 minutes or so here. Yeah, hold on Ipswich hands. cross into the area. There's a chance here. There's a shot and there's a good save by Lucas Kovalan. It was a decent effort by Chaplin. Sort of carved himself the space, but he didn't get enough power on that, did he? No, he just uh, had the space, but uh, I think Lucas Kovalan saw that all the way. Just fell on it. Routine save for Kovalan. That's what you... That's uh, in commentary then. You, don't, you, you know, if they score, they score, but you don't want it to be some sort of wicked deflection and, you know, something that's going to rob a foot of player, so... Here comes 
the number two, Harry Clark, feeding Burns on the right-hand side. Burns with Kipriano in front of him. Mason with a five-man defence now. Burns, lovely little cross that one into the area. Gurung will try and bring it clear. Gurung, I think, trying to draw a foul there. And Gurung is just going to have to put this out of play. In fact, it's uh, been kept in and Iandolo has gone sliding in there. Iandolo now challenging for it. Ball breaks for Morsi. Morsi will play that inside and uh, it's just about cleared. And Sam Korn just whacks that downfield as well he might in this situation Christian Walton unchallenged by any Maidstone player knocks that one forward and Maidstone win it back with Riley Court Kipriano will knock that one back to Kovalan Kovalan will play that one left-footed and the ball will go high into the uh, cobble stands there into the Ipswich section Maidstone have got most of the uh, cobble stand opposite us but uh, the bottom tier there's a certain amount of hospitality and the rest of it has been given to Ipswich fans. Davis for Ipswich on the left-hand side of the area. Plays it square to Morsi. Back across to the number two for Ipswich. Clark inside to the area to Chaplin. Burns, Clark, Clark to Chaplin. Could be a shooting chance here. Could be a shooting chance for Morsi. It's charged down by Greenwich. And the ball is whacked forward by Riley Court. And it'll be chased after by Dooku. And... Uh, it's a pretty agricultural back pass there by Axel Tuanzebi. Goes all the way back to uh, Christian Walton. And Walton had to backpedal quite a bit there. It's yeah, quite a way out of his area there, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't think he looked up before he played that pass. Maidstone have... know that their best chance here is to try and see this out. And it's going to be very difficult, but they're not committing anybody forward at this point. And you can hear the agitation in this crowd. Ten. When we got here today, everybody was being very friendly because they, th they thought they were going to win 6 or 7 nil. Here's a chance for Humphreys. It's a poor shot by him, but it's so poor that the attack is still alive. And the ball's going to go out play for a corner. It was uh, Broadhead, I think, was the player that actually had that shot rather than Humphreys. So there's going to be a corner here for uh, Ipswich Town. The referee... It's just uh, making sure that Boabo and Kovalan don't reignite that little tiff they had earlier on. Shoving going on there. Yeah. It's a little bit of pushing and shoving. Pretty standard at a corner. Ball is a short corner into the area. And it's whacked downfield to a huge cheer. Duku, the player, just booting it 80 yards downfield to Christian Walton. Walton plays it short to Axel, to Nzebe. We're reaching that stage, Nigel, where it just starts to seem possible, aren't we? And that's when it starts to get tense. It's easy when you don't expect anything. But uh, my heart is starting to beat like a knackered clock at the moment. I know. It's, it's, it's difficult to sort of... I mean, I was talking to a couple of groups I travelled up with, you know, and they were starting about the singing and chanting. And when you, if you're like four or five and you're down, you, you just sing and chant yeah. it makes it a day of it, but the crowd's gone quiet now you can feel that tension you know both from both sets of fans because I mean I've been in this situation as well you know I've been in the situation with Maidstone when you're 1-0 down or 2-1 down against the side that you're expected to be it's an awful feeling actually as, it, as the game ticks by and um, I'm sure as as nervous as we are we have really given Ipswich a fright this afternoon and we lead 2-1 with 7 minutes and 10 seconds left 
as uh, Ipswich have a free kick on the right-hand side of midfield. Roughly three yards from the touchline. Good crossing situation this for the Tractor Boys. So let's see what Ipswich can conjure from this. The ball goes into the area. Sam Corn heads it wide for a corner. He might be a bit relieved there. I think Sam Corn is suggesting that he might have been tugged there. I mean, looking back at this, Mason have basically had two chances and have scored them both, haven't they? And they lead 2-1 here. Ipswich with a corner. It's going to be Harry Clark who takes it. Clark puts that one into the near post. It's going to be a goal, is it? Copland saves brilliantly. Still hasn't been cleared. And now it's falling around to the edge of the area. It's a huge mess. And Copland eventually falls on the ball. Copland somehow has kept that out. I thought the net was about the bulge there, Nigel. Yeah, point blank came as well. I'm having a bit of a laugh here because there are about four Mason players injured here. And uh, the home crowd are now getting really agitated. As you can imagine, but I mean, you've got to understand, this is a non-league side. They've come to Portman Road. They're 2-1 yeah. up with four minutes left. Six minutes left, I should say. Of course, Maidstone are going to milk it in this situation, aren't they? they are. You know, that's, that's, be, that's what you call being professional, isn't it? You know, there's a lot of young players out there as well in Bivish and Riley Court and Perry's out there. You know, they just need to, to milk it for all it's worth. You know, you, you know, will they ever get to play at this stage again? You know, you don't know. I mean, I'd like to think that a club of Maidstone size. We are going to have some cup runs in the future. You know, yeah. it may not be next year, may not be the year after that, but you'd like to think that this isn't going to be the only deep trip into the fourth round of the FA Cup that we have. But um, of course, they're going to milk this situation. It's just it's professionalism as much as anything else. Because um, we've been in that situation a lot of times at home this year, where opposition sides have very cleverly manipulated the clock, particularly last season. I thought as well when we were in uh, the National League is we get back underway with a throw in here and it's going to be Davis yeah. who takes it for Ipswich referee is just telling Apoya to wait before he can come back on it's Mason are temporarily down to 10 and the ball is chipped over the top I don't think that uh, the Ipswich number 2 Harry Clark is going to be able to catch that and he doesn't catch it Looks like Paul Appiah's got cramped down there. I think he's desperate to get back on. And uh, Anthony Taylor does finally signal him back on. And Maidstone United find themselves four minutes plus stoppage time away from the fifth round of the FA Cup. <laughs> just to even mention those words, it's just like... It's unreal, isn't it? It's absolutely surreal to, uh, to be in this situation. As Cipriano knocks that one back to Lucas Kovalan. Kovalan punts that one in towards the centre circle. The header is won by two in Zebe. And Maidstone with Gurum will crowd the ball out. Gurum has handled that, but Gurum has been fouled. So Gurum did handball that, but he was uh, it's ruled that he was fouled on his way down, and that's why he did handle it. Gurum is now taking a long time to get to his feet. He's playing sort of continental style without shin guards down there. Socks rolled almost down to his ankles, Johan Cruyff style. He's not the only Maidstone player to be uh, playing with his socks rolled down as well at this point. 
the ball is chipped forward might fall for uh, Riley Cork Cork will try and put that one into Dooku but Ipswich have gained possession again and uh, Gurung now will knock that one back towards Perry Iandolo and Lowe will chip that one forward in fact Riley Cork tried to play in Dooku there and uh, Dooku didn't quite have the pace for it and so Ipswich have possession again Ipswich are now being pressed by Maidstone they're having to play out from the back Man City style Iandolo thinks about sliding in on Taylor there but uh, thinks better of it and now Ipswich have possession on the right hand side of midfield with the 88th minute here as a free kick this time ironic cheers as uh, Anthony Taylor gives Ipswich a free kick Connor Chaplin was the player who is uh, fouled there they've taken it quickly goes to the captain Morsi edge of the area tackled by Kipriano Greenwich comes away with it Iandolo strides well takes one stride gets into trouble but he does really well to a forced out away and Appiah just whacks that one downfield this is going to be the longest two minutes plus stoppage time of my life I think yeah exactly every second feels like an ice age at this point Ipswich Town 1 Maidstone United 2 here at Portman Road with two minutes left Sam Corn comes away with a ball advantage played Iandolo has got a chance to uh, make an attack but he's tackled by Boabo it's a strong challenge there by Riley Court but Ipswich have won the ball back now there could be a chance for Chaplin lays it off to Morsi cleared by the former Ipswich boy George Fowler towards Dooku Dooku just trying to hold it up at this point he's done a good job of holding that trying to get it back to Hoyt Hoyt has had to try and whack that one forward and uh, all Dooku can really do is try and flick that into where he thought Perry Iandolo was going to be Iandolo wasn't there and we are into the final minute of the 90 here and Maidstone United are still in front of Portman Road here's Davis Morsi into the area could be a chance here for Ipswich and there's a header and Kovalak claws that out of the top corner Kovalak is having the game of his life the game that he had to have today so Ipswich are going to have a corner as the uh, clock ticks towards the 90th minute mark here Kovalak has gone down claiming he's injured I'm absolutely certain he's fine here He's uh, milking the clock for the benefit of his friends in the uh, friends in the end behind the goal there. And he may be milking it a little bit too far here. It's uh, got to the point where he's going to have to get up and face this. Copeland is hauled to his feet. Eight. Eight. Eight minutes of added time here and a roar goes up from the home supporters. That is going to take some ass to hold out for eight minutes here. So this corner is partially cleared. Only as far as the winger by Riley Court. The cross going to come in by Davis. It's uh, found the number 14 Taylor and Taylor shoots and that will be deflected wide for another corner. And that is the thing about all Mason's professionalism as, as we said it. You know, when uh, eight minutes went up Taylor has not been mugged off here has he like the uh, the referee against Stevenage 
I thought was definitely very generous. We only played four minutes of added time. Here comes the corner. Goes into the air. It's headed straight up in the air by Duku for another corner. Yeah, but it was seven minutes against the, in the Barrow game, wasn't it? So, yeah. That though, again felt like a very long time. Now Apo has gone down. He's being hauled to his feet by uh, Gavin Hoyt. He's just got to get up, lads, at this point. Just yeah, got to summon whatever strength that you've got from here on. Prolonging it even further, aren't you? Yeah. As the corner is about to come on in from Ipswich towards the near post, it's flicked over the bar, well over the bar, by Nathan Broadhead. And it goes... Well, the ball is... Uh, thrown back by the Ipswich supporters Kovalan is taking his time as he goes around the back here, a steward retrieves it gives it to Kovalan Kovalan is getting some uh, grief from the fans behind the goal there as uh, I think comes as expected at this point yeah. so Kovalan with a goal kick, Maidstone have got six minutes of added time to uh, cling on for this 2-1 lead scored just before half time with Lamar Reynolds there was an equaliser from Saramiento just uh, well probably about 52 minutes on the clock and then unbelievably Sam Korn scored for Maidstone around about the 68 minute mark and since then Maidstone have defended with their lives here at Portman Road but Ipswich are bombing forward on the right hand side cross comes into the air it's going to be headed by uh, Taylor and he heads it straight at Lucas Kovalan and Ipswich can't afford to keep squandering chances like this. They have had chance after chance this afternoon. They've hit the bar on more occasions than they care to count. They've had deflected shots go over. And Kovalan has had a great game, but he wasn't tested by that particular effort. And he hits that one right-footed downfield, looking for Duku. Must be unbearable tension for... Uh, Made some supporters. I'm, I'm, I'm finding it tough to speak here now. So I actually find it easier when commentating. Oddly enough, is there something to do? Yeah, something to take your mind off. It Mason looking for a corner there, but it's going out for a goal kick. Duku just sort of holding it up. But uh, Walton takes it very quickly, and uh, just a little bit of evidence that Mason might be tiring now some very dead legs out there as Taylor brings it forward on the left-hand side of midfield gets it to Davis Davis can cross here does cross here into the area brought down by an Ipswich player Greenwich heads it clear there could be a shot from Taylor he uh, tries to chip it back into the area the corner will clear it and now corners fouled the Ipswich player on the edge of the box and uh, corner I think he could have let that one run I don't you, you can understand why he did it can't you in those yeah, circumstances overstretched for it so Ipswich have got a free kick in a very dangerous situation here. It's about a yard from the corner of the area. Davis looks like he's going to try and float this in. There is only one man in the wall. That's Perry Iandolo. Every other Amber player is back. Uh, Kovalan was telling Iandolo to just go left a bit. Bit of a gamble to only put one man in this wall. Floated into the area. Could be a chance for Ipswich. But Riley Court will boot that one downfield only as far as the Ipswich number two Harry Clark who knocks it all the way back to Christian Walton three and a half added minutes left here
and uh, Ipswich have given it away and Iandolo will try and play that one forward and there's a handball by the Ipswich captain Morsi and that one is cheered by Maidstone fans as uh, we go into we're three minutes left here of added time Maidstone are obviously going to take a long time over this free kick they're going to give it to Kovalan to take it so they've obviously decided that they're going to try and knock this one forward but not commit too many men up front so Kovalan has come forward to take it Kovalan knocks that one out towards the uh, far side of the field where Riley Court challenges for it and Gurung wins his header with Duku. Duku now tries to lay it off to Gurung, but they weren't quite on the same wavelength there and Ipswich will get possession back with approximately two and a half minutes of added time remaining plus whatever Anthony Taylor decides to add on to the added time here and you would think he might add on a few seconds for some of the shenanigans that were going on great raking ball across field by Ipswich to the uh, right hand side of midfield where Burns picks the ball up he's got Kipriano outside Kipriano has done really well there but Ipswich with Morsi now in possession towards the edge of the area Chaplin chips it into the box Chaplin flicked header Kovalan saves easily and burns a few more seconds and we now have 90 seconds of added time left and Mason oh. United are still in the lead seconds, here at Portman Road seconds. oh my god Kovalan is uh, bouncing the ball on the edge of his area some of the home fans are leaving the Maystone fans are singing, is there a fire drill? Hoyt knocks it forward in the direction of Iandolo, but it's picked up by Axel Tuanzebe. And Tuanzebe will bring it forward. Struggling to process this at this point. <laughs> here come Ipswich. Davis on the left-hand side. We're into the final added minute here. Davis chips that one towards the edge of the area for Morsi. Morsi back to Edmondson Edmondson will play that one out wide for the number two Harry Clark Clark plays it out to Burns Burns on the edge of the area Burns tries to skip into the area he gets to the byline he crosses it it's going to go high in the air it's going to be headed up Kovalan is going to come underneath it a huge cheer goes up as Kovalan gathers that Mason players are down with cramp in the area now I make it there are 20 seconds left of added time here. Now we remain to see whether Anthony Taylor is going to add anything on to the 20 seconds of added time here. And it's booted forward by Lucas Kovalan. And Duku is after it. Duku is going to try and keep that in. And Duku has done really well to keep that in and get to the corner. And that's it! Oh my god! Wait for you! I have won! Oh! Oh my! Oh no! I absolutely do not believe what I've just watched. They thought we were going to get a flash 6 or 8 nil here. People were telling us it's going to be 6, it's going to be 7. Maidstone have not only come here and got something, they've come here and they've knocked Ipswich Town out of the FA Cup. Oh. I do not believe it. Uh, we we could even be the seventh game in the FA Cup. The team that wins this FA Cup will not win more games than what Mason United have won this cup. 
They're in the fifth round. They're in the last 16 of the FA Cup. 730 teams entered the FA Cup. And Maystone United are down to the last 16. It's unbelievable. We couldn't, we couldn't even beat Braintree on Tuesday night. <laughs> we couldn't beat Braintree on Tuesday. We got beaten by Slough last week. And we've come here and we've knocked out a team destined for the Premier League. Oh, we said it, you know, on Tuesday night after Braintree, you know, Bivish, Riley were on the pitch, Perry was on the pitch on that game, you know, and, you know, it's just a human, uh, uh, oh, out of the world performance. What an experience for these oh. young players as well. I mean, wonderful goal initially from Lamar Reynolds. Fantastic through ball from Liam Sol. A wonderful finish from Lamar Reynolds. When Ipswich equalised early in the second half, I think we were both thinking of uh, Blackpool, Milton Keynes, games where we've gone ahead, we've gone in at half time, hadn't we? And then for Sam Corn to score an absolutely fantastic goal like that. And it was still so long for us to hang out. I, I just mentally switched. I was thinking like we're surely not going to hang out hang on for another half an hour are we but somehow we've done it and um, you know I go back to earlier on when we arrived here we arrived here two hours before kickoff and George Alakobi made sure he came out and spoke to all the fans he gave a almost like a Gettysburg address before he uh, came out he spoke to all the most of fans at seven he's down on the field now he's hugging Sam Corn as well he might the uh, most of fans are going over to well I say the most of players are going over towards their fans on the far side there. Oh. Who do you fancy in the next round? <laughs> well, we've, we've said it, yeah, we've said this at the end of the second round, we've said this at the third round, but, you know, we are, you know, Newport are the lowest ranked team outside of the championship, so we're going to get, you know... Could be Newport in the next round, then, maybe. Newport, <laughs> if they beat Manchester United, but, you know... Oh, it's just unbelievable. It, yeah, Lamar Red. Maidstone United are going to be on the map now. You know, this, this, what this has done for Maidstone United, the club. It's not you just know. not just what it's done for Maidstone United, but it's what it's done for the town. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I, I, like to say, I don't think anything as good as the, the rebirth of Maidstone United, the, the building of the stadium in the town. It's been the best thing that has happened to the town of Maidstone in years. So for this to happen today, it's just a fantastic moment. And... Um, yeah, I'm just so pleased for all the players as well. Particularly players like, um, you know, he took a gamble, bringing on Riley Court, bringing on Perry Andalo, very young players towards the end. And they absolutely didn't let us down in any way at all, not did all, they? Not at all. And that, that's going to be on their CV. Whatever they achieve in football now, you know, they are going to be part of the Maystone team that got to the fifth round of the FA Cup. That's going to be, throughout their fifth football career, for the rest of their lives, that's going to be on their CV. It is. It's going to be one of these... Uh, look at Barkley Akebog. He's absolutely going mad out there. <laughs> well, he might. <laughs> um, oh, we're looking at they, they can't believe it. They're going absolutely mad out there, the players, and they absolutely deserve it. They, they 100% deserve this moment. They've been absolutely superb. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we, we pick man the match performances on, on uh, games, but you know, everybody, everybody played the part. Coughlin from the safe, right through the app here in the in the centre with George Fowler. You know, it's just like. Unbelievable, you know. It's wonderful scenes down there, and uh, Lucas Kovlein looks like I think he might be crying. He's being interviewed by the uh, BBC, he's clearly been nominated as man of the match, and uh, he absolutely deserves his moment down there because I don't know how many saves that he's made today. 
he's made the odd rick this season hasn't he but he's he's, he's generally been superb and he's been absolutely wonderful this afternoon he's a, he is a, a, a league standard goalkeeper isn't he you know we know what he's like he's, he's, he's Brazilian you know he's got that bit of flair about him and you know like we say he does make the odd mistake but it's kind of like you live by the sword you die by the sword you know the way he comes off his line the way he commands him you know and all the saves we said it there on commentary as well the saves that he was making you know they were pushed around the corner they were strong handed saves they weren't anything that was just pushed out into into a play and a rebound was coming you know they were all very good saves and, you know it's just well do you know what I think um, I think a bit of champagne might be in order or maybe Carver. It's only the fifth round, isn't it? You know. Yeah. <laughs> so as, as we said, you know, literally we've got a, we, you know the, the, the poster when we, we, we said there on the standing commentary. You know, they advertise that they dare to dream, and you know, all Maidstone fans dare to dream. Absolutely right. Well, I think at this point we are going to wrap this up. It's going to be quite a long hot take, but. Uh, under the circumstances I think this is going to be the hottest take we've ever had on Stones Live it's been a a fantastic afternoon I think it's probably been the best afternoon I've ever had in 45 plus years of watching Maidstone United so I'd just like to say on behalf of my co-commentator and producer Nigel Seeger myself Fred Atkins thank you very much if you've been listening to us see you in the next round the journey continues and come on come on